0: Hello, this is Nikdha from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 2nd of August. India's coronavirus count crossed the 17 lakh mark this morning after close to 55,000 new cases were reported. Also, Andhra Pradesh has now left Delhi behind as the third most affected region in India. As of Saturday evening, the state had over 1,50,000 infections, while Delhi had a few hundred shot of 1,37,000. Meanwhile, Home Minister Amit Shah has announced on Twitter that he has tested positive for COVID-19. He tweeted and I quote, After showing symptoms of coronavirus, I got tested and the result was positive. My health is fine, but doctors have advised that I get hospitalized. I urge those who have come in contact with me in the last few days to please isolate and get yourself tested. Unquote. In Uttar Pradesh's Lucknow, state minister of technical education Kamla Rani Varun died of coronavirus today. A registry of hospitalized COVID nineteen patients from across the country is being discussed to collect real time data. The ICMR, in collaboration with the health ministry and AIMS, is planning to set up the national clinical registry, which will help researchers and policymakers to understand the effectiveness of therapies and their side effects and generate evidence for improving coronavirus treatment. In view of the falling mortality rate of COVID-19, the centre has decided to allow the export of indigenous ventilators. As West Bengal witnesses its highest spike in infections and fatalities, Kolkata police have arrested three people for allegedly posing as COVID-19 sample collecting agents after a bank manager who received a false negative report died of COVID-19. The police are now investigating whether the racketeers had duped other people too. In what is usually considered a sign of decline in a pandemic, the R-value or the average number of people infected by a COVID-positive person has fallen below 1 in Delhi, Mumbai and Chennai for the first time since March. However, it is important to note that the R-value is dependent on the model and the assumptions used in it. Different research groups can arrive at different R-values. These projections therefore need to be used cautiously for arriving at conclusions. Malls, gymnasiums, and restaurants will now be allowed to open in Assam, one of the worst hit states in the Northeast, from Monday to Friday till August 15. But the movement of people will be strictly prohibited from 6 pm to 6 am on all weekdays, and a complete lockdown will be imposed on weekends. Tamil Nadu went into a total shutdown mode today with the government imposing intense curbs as a part of its anti coronavirus measures, leaving main roads deserted while most shops, barring pharmacies, remain closed. Roads were virtually empty with no vehicles plying, with the police making it clear that private vehicles will be allowed only for emergency purposes. While the last four months have spelled disaster for the already stressed media industry in India, with hundreds of journalists losing their jobs, the ones who did manage to hang on did so often at the cost of their own mental health. Kavita Ayer poignantly describes her dilemma in her recent piece for News Laundry. She writes, and I quote, when you're being driven in an air conditioned car and you stop to take photographs of sunburnt migrant families walking expressionlessly on the highways, do you offer a ride, at least to children? Till the next town perhaps? Who decides who gets a ride? Unquote. Do read her article titled Four Months of Loss and Grief The Post Corona World of Journalists. You'll find the article on NewsLaundry.com. Dear listeners, in times as tough as these, we need your support more than ever before. As most of you know, News Laundry is an ad-free news platform supported by its readers through subscriptions. So, I urge you to go to our website, check out the stuff we do, and if you think we're doing a good job, support us by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Thank you in advance. Rahul Gandhi today attacked the government over the continued detention of People's Democratic Party leader Mehbooba Mufti, tweeting that it damaged the Indian democracy. On Friday, a day before Eid and nearly a year after she was taken into custody, the detention of the PDP chief, who was accused under the Public Safety Act, was extended. The government, however, released Sajad Ghani loan, another partner in the last coalition with the BJP, which was headed by Mufti. Rahul Gandhi, who has been taking on the government every day on social media over economy, coronavirus and China, tweeted, and I quote, India's democracy is damaged when government of India illegally detains political leaders. It is high time Mehbooba Mufti is released. The Congress has spoken out earlier about the extension of Mehbooba Mufti's detention. On Saturday, senior Congress leader and former union minister P. Chidambaram said that the extended detention is an abuse of law and an assault on the constitutional right of every citizen of the country. Mufti was among the hundreds of political leaders in Jammu and Kashmir who were detained last year as the centre extended the state's special status under the constitution's Article 370 and bifurcated it into two union territories. Dravida Munitra Kazagam chief M.K. Stalin on Saturday said that the centre's new education policy was an attempt to impose Hindi and Sanskrit language on the entire country. Under the new policy released earlier this week, the centre had proposed that education up to class 5 and preferably until class 8 will be imparted in the mother tongues of students. Classical languages like Sanskrit have also been proposed at all levels, while foreign languages will be offered at the secondary level. Stalin rejected the proposal saying that the new education system was nothing but a glossy coat on the old oppressive Manusmriti. In a letter to the members of his party, the DMK chief said that he will fight against the changes by joining hand with like-minded political parties and chief ministers of other states. He also questioned why the successful 10 plus 2 system was being replaced by the 5 plus 3 plus 3 plus 4 and described vocational education for children as a psychological attack on them. He said and I quote, with education placed in the state list, the centre will assume the remaining rights of the states and take in its control aspects ranging from the syllabus to the university. This is an attack on the federal structure being underscored by the constitution of India. Unquote. Meanwhile, West Bengal Minister Partha Chatterjee also criticised the centre's new policy, claiming it was formulated without being passed in parliament and states were not taken into confidence. Even Delhi Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia, who also holds the education portfolio, had criticised the new policy and said that it provided for a highly regulated and poorly funded model of learning. Chennai-based engineer Shanmuga Subramanian, who was credited by NASA last year for spotting the debris of the lander of Chandrayaan-2, has come up with a new find. The 33-year-old has claimed to have spotted Chandrayaan-2's rover Pragyan, which seemed to be intact on the moon's surface. In a series of tweets, along with a picture taken by NASA's LRO, Subramanian claimed that the rover had rolled out a few meters from the skeleton of the Vikram lander. The space enthusiast also said that the lander may have received the command sent to it from Earth and also might have relayed it to the rover. However, it may have failed to communicate it back to the Earth. Indian Space Research Organisation or ISRO had lost contact with the lander Vikram following its launch from Chandrayaan-2 Moon Orbiter on September 6 last year, when it tried to make a soft landing near the Moon's South Pole. And now for some international updates. As of today, globally, there are nearly 18 million COVID-19 infections, while over 685,000 people have died from it. The World Health Organization, meanwhile, has warned that the coronavirus pandemic would be lengthy and could lead to response fatigue. In the US, Donald Trump has claimed that Dr. Anthony Fauci, with over 50 years of experience in the field of infectious diseases, is wrong about the cause of COVID-19 surge. Dr. Fauci had said that the high rate of infection in the US stemmed from a less aggressive reaction to the virus in terms of economic shutdowns and stay-at-home orders. UK's Prime Minister Boris Johnson is considering new lockdown measures in England should there be a second wave of COVID-19 infections. Plans are being assessed after a rise in cases forced the Prime Minister to slow down the lockdown easing on Friday, with planned relaxations for the leisure and beauty sectors delayed. According to the Sunday Times, measures under consideration include asking the elderly to shield once again and lockdown-like conditions for London should there be a second wave. Residents in the Australian city of Melbourne will be subject to an overnight curfew for the next six weeks and be banned from travelling for more than five kilometres to go shopping or to exercise as Victoria attempts to get the number of new COVID-19 cases under control. In Iran, thousands of demonstrators took to the streets outside Benjamin Netanyahu's house over the weekend in what appeared to be the largest protest to date, calling for the embattled Israeli Prime Minister to resign. Rallies on Saturday night were held in Jerusalem, home to the official residence of the 70-year-old leader, as well as his beach house near Central Israel, near Tel Aviv, and at dozens of road intersections across the country. Throughout the summer, thousands of Israelis have crammed roads and squares, calling for Netanyahu to resign, protesting against his government's handling of the country's COVID-19 pandemic and charges of alleged corruption. While Netanyahu has attempted to downplay it, the movement shows little signs of slowing down, with gatherings peaking at the start and end of the country's weekend on Thursdays and Saturdays. Official figures from Brazil have shown a big increase in the number of fires in the Amazon region in July compared to the same month last year. Satellite images compiled by Brazil's National Space Agency revealed that there were 6,803 fires, a rise of 28%. President Bolsonaro, a climate change denier, has encouraged agricultural and mining activities in the Amazon. But under pressure from international investors in early July, his government banned starting fires in the region. The latest figures raise concerns about a repeat of the huge wildfires that shocked the world in August and September last year. Anne Allenker, Science Director at the Brazil's Amazon Environmental Research Institute, said, and I quote, It is a terrible sign. We can expect that August will already be a difficult month and September will be worse yet." On a lighter note, Egypt has invited billionaire Elon Musk to visit the country and see for himself that the famous pyramids were not built by aliens. The SpaceX boss had tweeted what appeared to be support for conspiracy theorists who say aliens were involved in the colossal construction effort. But Egypt's international cooperation minister did not want them taking any credit. She said that seeing the tombs of the pyramid builders would be the proof. Experts say that the tombs discovered in the 1990s are definitive evidence that the magnificent structures were indeed built by ancient Egyptians. On Friday, the tech tycoon had tweeted, and I quote, aliens built the pyramid, obviously, unquote. The tweet was retweeted more than 84,000 times. Egyptian archaeologist Zahi Hawass also responded in a short video in Arabic posted on social media saying Mr. Musk's argument was a complete hallucination. Before I sign off, dear listeners, I highly recommend you listen to the latest episode of News Laundry Hafta, where the usual Hafta gang was joined by Suraj Yangre, an award-winning scholar, author and activist in the field of caste, race and ethnicity issues from the rise of chamar pop mayawati and Army leader Chandrasekhar to the reason behind the loudness of dalit politics the panel discussed a plethora of issues that surround the dalit identity in india that's all for today have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry